Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and joining me this evening, I have with me community activist, um, owner of Brood Fresh Records, co-coordinator of the Hip Hop Chess Club. Um, yeah, uh, she, she does a lot of really cool things uh, in our community, and I look forward to... Uh, getting to know her, uh, her passions, and why she does what she does is we drink a couple drinks and uh, hang out. So, Raquel, thanks for joining me tonight. Of course. Thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. How are you? I am doing good. I'm ready for a drink. I think we need drinks today. It's been a, it's been a rough couple weeks here in Wisconsin. Yeah, I think drinks are heavily warranted on you know I mean I feel like I've been drinking just a lot like just from since the pandemic started because a like I don't really have anything else to do and b <laughs> I just I feel like so much of the existential dread just sort of like eats us alive and uh, this is shit has just been piling and piling and piling through this year whether it's the racial injustices or people not wearing masks. No, it's not a rough one. <laughs> yeah, this year has been a dumpster fire. So I've been drinking a lot of hams. Cheers. <laughs> We've been drinking a lot over here too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just got back from Cermak and uh, I'm going to be, I bought even more beer. So. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what'd you do today, Raquel? Uh, I worked. So um, I worked from home. I've been working from home for three years. So I do community work in my full-time job. Um, I work with elderly and disabled people. So I'm a supervisor, I oversee um, Iris consultants, and I like it. So I get to deal more with... Uh, I guess when people have a problem, they call me and then I de-escalate the issue and all that great stuff. <laughs> That's what I did all day. And then uh, my man came home and he barbecued. So I just ate some ribs and some fire. Baked. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, it was so good. Yep, shout out to Reno. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that is lovely. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, my, my girlfriend and I, um, we got tested a couple hours ago um, for COVID. I heard the COVID test is horrible. My actually, my my boyfriend had the test, and I heard it's pretty bad. Yeah, they. The, the the where the the uh, Q-tip gets stuck over your stuck up your nostril. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do it in both nostrils, and they go like an inch deep, and then they go like this. <gasps> Yeah, it kind of, it does, it makes you tear up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is my fifth test, so I've gotten kind of used to it at this point, though. Wow, I feel like I should go get tested. I have not had the test at all, but I've actually, like, I work in home, so I'm always home. I don't really go anywhere, but when we do, we use masks, which is kind of rough on my, my youngest son, because he was born with a cleft, so, um, a mask for him is just kind of rough, but he still wears one, so I don't understand how people could not if he does. But. Yeah, 
Well, because it's an infringement on our First Amendment rights. Right, exactly. <laughs> All those entitlements that we, uh, you know, have. But I have actually, we just, uh, the South Side actually just lost a really, really good man to the COVID. Um, he was a low right. He was in the low rider club, good times, and he um, brought his low rider out to a couple of my video shoots and things. So um, he always came to a lot of events and was always a part of the community events. So um, it's, I guess that kind of made it more real to me because I haven't really lost a lot of family, just yeah. people at work, but that was like the hard one. <laughs> yeah, that is sad. Rest in peace for sure. Yes. Um, yeah, I've had some close friends contract it. Um, no one close to me has passed away, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like that shouldn't be what it takes though for people to take it seriously. Is like yeah, having someone close to you like affected, like you know, just follow what the CDC says because they're doing their job, you know. Yeah, yeah. See, with my job too, we work a lot with DHS, really close. So as soon as it started, I took it really serious because we work with a lot of elderly and disabled. So I was like sanitizing everything, doorknobs, I went crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> kind of had to, you know, and then especially with, you know, my son's special needs and stuff. I'm like, I do not want him to catch this. So yeah. we really just sanitized everything and then just, yeah, use masks, follow up guidelines and did everything we're supposed to do. There you go. Well, good job. <laughs> I'm glad. So anyway, uh, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And uh, first time I met you was, um, I believe it was, I don't think you met in person, but like, I think it was the Cream City Beat Battle at Company Brewing. Um, knew of you from that night. I think we met briefly. But then I saw, you know, you're involved in all these community things like the Hip Hop Test Club, like we said, you have the record label. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm excited to talk about all of that. So for one, um, are you um, from Milwaukee? Yep, born and raised outside Milwaukee. Um, been here my whole life. <laughs> We're actually talking about moving around. Um, just because I feel like Wisconsin is taking a, well, Wisconsin has been pretty uh, racist, but <laughs> we yeah. basically, yeah, it's pretty bad. So we've, we've been talking about moving, but I've been here my whole life. Yeah, Southside, all different neighborhoods. Um, born and raised here. Awesome. <laughs> I'm from the Chicago area, but I came here for college. Been cool. here for six years now. Um, yeah, and uh, no reason to leave. I, I love Milwaukee, but this, despite its many flaws, like I believe in our city. Um, so um, do you make music yourself? Yes, I used to. I don't anymore. Um, I, I made a music for, I don't even know how many years. I started rapping when I was 12 or 13. Um, and then I, I really recorded my first song. I think I was like 22. I was older. And then after I recorded my first song, I opened up my own studio. And I had my own studio for a long time. Um, with this friend I had, T-Money, 
Mill, him and I had a studio together. And then after that, um, same, we kept the same spot, but I went in with, um, I started Brew Fresh Records. Um, and then I kind of got a couple people on my little group and uh, went in with my friend Travis TV, who produces and Money Hungry Pudge and all them. And we all went in on a studio together and I made music. So I dropped a couple mixtapes. Um, I don't even know, honestly. I probably should know how many albums I dropped. I don't know at all. I just like music and then I just kept making it and dropping projects and mixtapes and stuff. And I really should have been born like in an era when it wasn't so easy to make music. I probably should have been dropping cassettes, but mm-hmm. dropped a lot of CDs. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, what made you kind of fizzle out um, and focus on the other things? Sure. Um, I think Hip Hop Chess Club really made me step back when we started taking it to the next level. And I noticed like the change that I was actually making and um, how much it was taken out of me and us all. Um, I kind of was like, you know what? I feel like I've always been really passionate about youth and really passionate about our next generation. And then also with, you know, my sons and being a mom and I was in school and working, I was like, yeah, this music stuff got to take a backseat. It's just not as important. I've always only made music for fun. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of like, eh, it's not even that fun anymore. (laughs) I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that makes total sense. I mean, especially if it's like, you kind of like see it as like a short term or long term, you know, outlet. Um, um, yeah, so um, Brewed Fresh, uh, sounds like a, it sounds like a coffee shop with that kind of thing. <laughs> what, uh, what, where'd you come up with the name? Um, I actually, I had somebody that <clears throat> her and I kind of started the label together. Um, and I don't want to mention her name because her and I had a really bad falling out. Um, guy problems and things. Oh, it, so, it, happens. <laughs> it happens. But um, her and I thought of it together and we we're just kind of like, you know what, we're pretty fresh. You know, I've always, I've, if you've ever heard my music, it's more of like a 90s East Coast or like more of a original hip hop type of sound. And um, we just like the thought of it being fresh, funky and brewed for Brew City. So that's how we came up with Brew Fresh. Oh yeah, yeah. That stuff, that does make sense. Um, that's creative then with the brood like brood fresh yeah yeah and shout out to the brewers for uh you know standing for uh racial justice yesterday yes the bucks yes yes yeah i'm super proud of our city and i actually (laughs) i was on like radio milwaukee's post and I wanted to respond to everybody. I want to be disrespectful, but I'm like, let me disrespect this. Let me disrespect Radio Milwaukee because I'm about to get really stupid. Yeah, what uh, did they say about it? Well, just people commenting. Well, they just covered the story. They just said that, you know, oh, yeah. they really didn't make, I don't think they really took a stand on it or like made an opinion either way. Um, they just kind of covered it, but people were commenting, saying the dumbest stuff, like, you know, oh, I hope the books, um, 
don't get paid for the game. Like, I'm sure that's the least of their worries is actually getting paid. They're trying to make a statement. Yeah. And then someone else was like, I'm not watching it anymore. And I was like, I'm sure they're not going to notice if you watch the game or not. So. God damn it. <laughs> it's, I know. I have to not comment. Yeah. It's just like, these people just come out of the fucking woodwork like that. Yeah. And it's also like, it's just like, it's just, these people just have, they're so fucked, like, they go to such drastic measures just to, like, not admit that this is an issue. Right. Know? Right. And I feel like they just have all, they just have all of the fucking opinions online, and they're just able to say it because it's online. I feel like you wouldn't say that to, you wouldn't be that openly racist anywhere like at all so why are you that openly racist on facebook yeah so i just have to stop commenting i was literally drained yesterday i was drained i was like i'm logging off this fucking blue app <laughs> yeah yeah fucking blue app <laughs> fucking blue app fucking blue app twitter's not much better either though but that's also oh my God. <laughs> yeah also the blue app you know um yeah uh well Anyway, um, so is the so where is the um, the record label, uh, the studio? Uh, where is it based out of now? So we actually, I really don't really operate for Refresh anymore. Um, oh. I still help artists. Um, so for instance, Porter Wicked, uh, Michaela. Shout out to Porter Wicked. I love Porter Wicked. That's my dude. boo. Hey, babe. Hey, <laughs> dude. Yeah. That song, the Big Drip song, is one of the songs of the year for sure. Yes, I really hope they win some awards. I'm gonna hope she wins some awards because she's so young and she's so like dedicated to her craft. I really love it. Like she almost reminds me of myself when I first started because I was just so passionate about music and I feel like she's the same way and she's so dope. So I I um, distribute her music for her. I help her with her distribution. Um, and if she, you know, wants to post a song or something, I distribute it for her. I just use a label like that, more of vaccine. I don't even really announce anything. Um, I use a label to sponsor a lot of events. So um, a lot of community events I will sponsor and of course use a label for that. I don't really operate though, much music or anything. It's all back, backseat stuff, I don't really, it sure. that might, yeah, that's fine. But like, it makes sense. So are you kind of just helping artists sort of in, on an individual basis now sort of thing? Yeah, basically. Um, my boyfriend, always, he also raps. So I kind of, you know, I distribute his stuff when he puts his music up. Um, I just help promote, um, but yeah, distribution basically. And okay. connections, networking, things like that. But individual basis with people that I kind of believe in, like Porter Wiccan, you know, of course, anything she needs, I would help her with um, and things like that. But I, otherwise, I don't, the, the Milwaukee music scene too is so clicky that I try to stay completely away from it. I don't even, I'm not really yeah. into it anymore. <laughs> I know what you mean. I mean, I, so I write for Breaking and Entering um, Music Blog. And so we like, we cover everything all things Milwaukee music, like even mm -hmm. if I'm 
even if artists leave Milwaukee, but they're from Milwaukee, like we still cover it. I love Alan, actually. I've known Alan for a long time. Oh, shout out to Alan Halas. Right? Alan, he actually produced <laughs> one of my songs. Really? My song was one of the first songs he like actually produced, and then he stopped being a producer. So it's funny you say that because I remember like I was um I was like really deep in a band camp one day, and I was just like, but that's how I actually find out about um all the music that gets released because you get like emails like whenever someone drops something. I was like deep into like Milwaukee artists on Bandcamp, and I saw I just see Alan as uh, <laughs> like from I saw this young ass Alan, like this young picture of him from like eight years ago, <laughs> and, like his profile with like his old beats and shit, and I took a picture of it and I sent it to him. I was like, well, 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 yeah, <laughs> like, look what we found here. <laughs> yeah, and he's like. Dude, don't you don't have to listen to that. It's just not that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about my music. When I first started, I was I was so offbeat. Like, oh my god, it was so bad. But I feel like we have a lot more programs for youth now. That they, and then shout out to Kaylee because she's also working with youth now, and that's pretty dope. Wait, so, Kaylee. Crossfire. She's working with oh, youth. Big shout out to Kaylee. Yes, Crossfire. I love Kaylee. That's my that's boo. My girl. Yeah, Kaylee and Kia. Those are my bros. And Nina Stan. Yeah, they're so funny. They're so fucking funny together. <laughs> we're the we're the we're the cap gang, actually, because we're all Oh cap yes, yes. I forgot Capricorn gang. Cap gang. It's quite a few. You guys are pretty deep. Cap gang is Cap Gang is pretty deep. I don't want no smoke. Oh yeah. It's uh Cap Gang not something to fuck with. Um, not at all. I don't want no smoke. No but um, she's actually working with youth now in a studio, so that's really dope. Cause I wish I would have had that. Like I was actually, I was signed to a record label when I was like what thirteen, uh, SK or something on the south side. I don't know. But they wanted me to like rap all kinds of freak shit, and I wasn't okay with it. My mom was like, "Yeah, girl, go ahead," but I was like, "No, I don't want to say that." Yeah. I feel that, and that's why, like everyone, a lot of people go the independent route these days. And yeah, because they try to control you. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's obviously like the Black Mirror horror stories of being <laughs> signed a big right. label. Like, if you know the episode I'm talking about, right. it seems like there are some cool labels uh, in Milwaukee, um, mm -hmm. but there's, you know, by no means does that define any artist's like success or stardom or talent right. or anything. It's just, it's merely a resource in a lot of ways. And, you know, you, you can take it or leave it, you know? Yeah. But that's why I like seeing stuff like that, you know, like what Kaylee's doing or even the Hip Hop Chess Club, because it gives kids like more of an outlet to develop their voice and to understand their own artistry. So I feel like it's a few years to feel comfortable in my voice and develop my artistry or even understand where I was going with it or what I just was like this this shit's cool I like rapping and you know I'm getting pretty good at it but I never really knew what I was trying to say or why I was trying to say it until I was a little older sure like what kind of rapper were you like what'd you like to rap about like what were you like um did you have like a sort of um 
a, a style, like a demeanor to your rapping? Uh, my last album I dropped was more, I actually, I, I uh, TK produced my last album, my whole last album. And it was all, I, I kind of ventured more into like auto-tuning, which I never, ever, ever did. Oh, yeah. I was more into like singing here and there. Um, but it was a lot about like love, heartbreak. And I've always been more of the artist that's been like, I ain't gonna put up your with your shit. I've always been the artist that's been like, I'm a boss ass bitch, you know what I mean? Right. That's kind of always the artist that I've been. Or talk about like life, life struggles, past, childhood, heartbreak, real life shit. Yeah. Totally. I well, yeah, that I mean, that's fucking dope flow, you know. Like I I think um, you know, that's especially like a challenge that um like especially like women in rap music like feeling like they have to have to just not be just defined as like oh a, a female rapper or something like that right like like no like the shit's fucking cold and like she knows what the fuck she's doing and like she doesn't need the validation of men to like be successful in this field and like and kaylee and Porta weekend are two great examples of that in Milwaukee scene for sure. Yeah. Milwaukee has a lot of very, very, very strong independent female artists, which I'm super proud of. And I think also Kaylee um, is so dope for the platform she provides, you know, for female artists. So, and just being able to do the female takeover and, and I guess the camaraderie, you know what I mean? Like that we're not in competition with one another, that we support right. one another. That's really dope. And I don't think a lot of cities, well, I don't know, because I'm from Milwaukee, but uh, I just think it's dope that our city has it like that, you know? Um, the females are just pretty cool. Like I, I've never really had beef with like a couple females here and there, but it was more or less because like they felt some type of way about me. I didn't really give a fuck about them. So, but I've always been the type of female artist that, Try to support other people. I went through a time when I was talking a lot of shit online, actually. But I grew out of that fast. That's okay. I went through that yeah. phase, too. Yeah, um, I was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I had that beef with a lot of people over dumb stuff I posted on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way, though. Like, in terms, like, I try to just uplift and be friends with everybody. But there's some cheap-ass motherfuckers out here. There's some... There's just some goofies out here, if you ask me. Like yeah. some people that just think they're they're that are literally delusional. Yeah. You know, like they think they're like, you know, that they think that like God's talking to them and like telling them they're better than the rest of the city and type. Yeah. Shit. It's like, what are you talking about? You know, we're yeah. still a very localized scene. Like all the and also and what comes with that is the fact that like just because you might be a more recognized artist in Milwaukee by like maybe the radio or by the right. public, that you can dodge accountability for being a shitty person. Thanks. Yeah. That is true. And uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, actually why I took a step back from the Milwaukee scene because, I mean, I've always gotten along with pretty much almost everybody and I have a lot of, um, I've gotten along with like a lot of even like Northside rappers, Eastside rappers, you know, whatever. But 
the South Side was really known for when I was back, when I was rapping, was really known for being like unified. We had the spot. We used to like do dope ass underground parties. We always threw really, really dope events and we would bring the whole city. Like we had a really dope time um, when I was, you know, doing music. It was just different. And then people just got weird, you know, and they're like, oh, want to perform at your event or, you know, I'm too dope or whatever. It's like, all right, fam. Like, literally, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, right, fam. I don't give a fuck. Like, cool. like, like whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I feel like even now, like, people still kind of go through that. Like, Burnham is one of my best friends. And, you know, he even reaches out to people that he doesn't really so much vibe with. But, you know, it's a lot of people like their music so he'll reach out to them and be like hey come to the show or you know come to this event or whatever and that's what it should be about on the Milwaukee music scene but I don't know people are fucking dumb yeah right yeah it's just like making this like a popularity contest is just so unproductive and just unbecoming of the momentum we have as a city creatively like you know, we have so, like, as the years have gone on, there's just more and more opportunities and methods for artists to share their music, to promote their music, to bring visuals, bring merchandise, bring just different ideas, like, incorporating community organizing into it. Like, there's just such a amazing fusion of, like, the different avenues of what being in the Milwaukee music scene is all about. But... It's just like egos are the ultimate downfall. And That's really what it is. It's egos. Yep. Yeah. And I, you know, I like, I think that there are some serious, there's some serious talent, some real force to be reckoned with here. And it's like a family. It's like, you know, a family, you know, it's like, yeah. I love you very much, but I'm still going to be very critical of you. And like, yeah. you know, Milwaukee music is, everything to me it means so fucking much to me and that's why like you know it just breaks my heart and also just pisses me off when ours just out here talking dumb shit or you know just hating on our city from within um but when you really try to like give them the opportunities like they don't it's just their pride is too heavy to ask for help or something, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I just, it's, it's almost like a well-known fact at this point about Milwaukee music, but hopefully out of uh, quarantine, like out of like this hellhole of a year, like when shows become a thing again one day, people stop taking it for granted and actually like, you know, fucking showcase like what what we could be exactly yep i think too it's like the misconceptions of each other you know what i mean like misconceptions of like i mean for instance you know it could be like a blogger or something and they have a misconception of that person because that person hasn't covered them oh that person must be you know racist or something like you sound dumb you don't even know this person you know what i mean or misconceptions of artists like you know, since I'm, I, when I was doing music and throwing shows and everything like that, I was always known to be like a pretty independent type of 
woman. They just thought I was a bitch, but really, I'm just cool as fuck if you would just talk to me. It's just the face right. kind of like this. Bitch you know? sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm really cool. I'm just down to earth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that whole like quote unquote unquote bitch mm-hmm. is, I mean, it's part of you channeling like inner feelings and thoughts and emotions that you may not normally like get a chance to really express and it's like you know it's it's part of your brand it's part of your artistry and it's like but it's not um but it's not like definitive of like who you are as a person i mean i like a good example so like i um you know i've been to a lot of punk shows a couple metal shows and these artists are fucking screaming their heads off and like just delivering just this brutal at this some of those brutalized and heavy music i've ever heard but then you like you go up to them after the show and be like like oh hey i'm ben i'm with breaking and entering like could i talk to you guys and they're like oh yeah sure man that would be great thank you so much for talking to us and these fucking people like ever it's just like you know, it's part of the show, man. Like, it's part yeah. of, like, the performance aspect. Like, right. you know, the people that are actually mean or rude or shitty, like, they get fizzled out pretty quickly, you know? Facts, yeah. Nobody wants to deal with it, so then they're just pushed aside. That's right, yeah. So, that being all said, um, let's hear a little bit about uh, Hip Hop Chess Club. Um, so, the Hip Hop Chess Club, we're actually not operating right now because of COVID, which really really sucks but um we started hip-hop chess club i want to say it was like um, three two and a half three years ago um and we were at a spot on 60th and burnham that used to be like i don't know it was a bar then it was a recovery place but when it was a recovery place that's when we had the hip-hop chess club there and it was dope it was going on for maybe like six seven months and then the spot closed um, so we were kind of shut down for a couple months and then flip at flip and styles He allowed us to start operating out of his back room Which he like remodeled to be motivate which was a clothing line he had But yeah, so we were there and we we're there for like almost about a year and then COVID hit and that fucking sucked. But I love it and I cannot wait until we can get back to doing it We've been trying to think of a way we can kind of go more virtual do it online, but Honestly, I'm just, I feel like these kids are just drained with the virtual shit right now. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough navigation for sure. Um, So, it's just, it's playing chess. Yeah, so what we do is Hip Hop Chess Club is, um, well, the uh, Ego, Super Ego. Yeah, big shout out to Super Ego, Brandon. Um, I've known him for, I don't even know, probably like over 10 years. I don't even, that's my homie. And so he, him and I are the ones that first are the ones that started Hip Hop Chess Club. And it all started (laughs) when um, this guy, Crook Rock, who we made a song with, um, he found me on Instagram randomly someday, like three years ago, and was just hashtag searching like, Milwaukee rapper or like Milwaukee studio uh, rap battle like he was just trying to do something hip-hop-ish because <laughs> he was in town and um, 
he found me and he hit me up and then he was like, hey, let's go to the studio. Let's work on a song. And I was like, and I checked his page out. Oh, this guy seems super legit. So I was like, cool. I hit up Ego. Well, I hit up a bunch of people, but Ego's the only one that really responded. And I was like, yeah, we're going to come over and we'll work on a song. So Ego produced a song. Him and I worked on the song. And then um, he told us about the Hip Hop Chess Club and he founded it in Rhode Island. And he has it, he's now started in a couple cities, but, um, and actually what's crazy, Crook Rock just left LA and he was at LA with Caesar, the crown, who's also a part of Hip Hop Chess Club. I'm rambling. Anyways, um, he's the one that told us about the Hip Hop Chess Club and then Ego and I were like, whoa, that's so dope. We would love to do that, maybe one day. And then we kind of sat on it and then he, he really pushed us. He was like, you know what? Your city probably needs this, like, you know, I was like, it does. And so we just started it. So, so like, what's the program? Ego, so Ego plays a beat, um, four beats. Um, we have live pad drums sometimes, Mecca comes. And they basically shout just... Shout Mecca. Yeah, shout to Mecca. That's my boy, too. I've known Mecca since I was, oh, God, 12 or something, forever. But, um... Yeah, so Mecca comes sometimes to do the live pad drumming, or he brings equipment. The kids can play on the pad drums. Um, sometimes we have DJs. I mean, basically, a beat is playing all the whole time. And then while the beat is playing, or music, or people are rapping, or whatever, um, the kids are playing chess. And um, they love it. The kids play with each other, or they play with adults. Um, we would always do a meal, so I would cook, or somebody would cook, my friend Diana, shout out to Diana, she would bring food, um, sometimes cook for everybody. We had Walker's Lounge Cater, uh, one time we had, uh, we had people, like, that would donate, just be like, hey, what are you guys doing for food, this hip-hop chess club? Okay, cool, I'm gonna drop off $40 to get pizzas or whatever, you know, so it was, it was just all community-based, there was no, no money coming from anywhere, but everybody else and each other so it's like a big community organization and it was really dope um it is really dope so we're gonna keep it going oh yeah that's super yes. cool that's awesome it's like such a creative way to engage the youth um and a way to juxtapose like you know a complex mindfulness exercise which is chess but also like you know incorporating like the music part like that's really 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 dope yeah well you know that's what we were kind of going for is teaching the kids to think ahead because we would talk to the you know we would talk to the youth a lot while we played with them um talk to them and, and that's another thing is there's not a lot of uh community organizations on the south side anymore when i was growing up you know we had christian center we had latino community center we had ucc we had all this stuff and there's really nothing now except for ucc posse sometimes or you know, things like that, but uh, we basically wanted something that we would be able to talk to youth and see where their head's at or build rapport with them and give them guidance, somewhere for them to go, you know, without being in the streets, of course, or on video games all day, and we had a lot of, the thing is, too, was like, whole families would come, like, it wasn't just, oh, I'm drop my kid off, like, no, we had a mom and her three kids, um, a mom and dad and their two sons, you know, it was like families would come. And that was the dopest part of it because it wasn't just something where we were working with kids. We were like building whole families. Like we were able to 
create a space where parents could bond with their kids and parents could get to know their kids and their kids could get to know us and and it was just like it was something that I've never seen before so yeah super awesome that's so cool to hear more about I, I was curious like sort of when I first heard it like wow that sounds unique and yeah I, I mean I never learned how to play chess I don't know how to play chess really chess actually I think crazy part is a lot of inner city kids know how to play chess because their dad or their uncle or something was like in prison um which is how I know how to play chess <laughs> my brother is my dad was locked up for a while so when he got out it was like chess let's all play chess and taught us the game you know um spades and chess and all that so that's basically a lot of kids know how to play chess or they, if they didn't they just would come and learn and what was really dope about it is we had other kids that would teach other kids and they would be able to teach them you know on their level or like you know kind of be able to communicate it to them a way that I wouldn't be able to communicate it to them so that was pretty smooth. Cool that's dope I'll have to learn sometime. Um, yeah I, you have to come once we get it all popping again. Yeah, yeah I'd love to come actually like I'd also like that would be a cool like breaking and entering story um, mm -hmm. so uh yeah, I'll be looking forward to seeing that um, back in action, and I'll be there. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, so last thing also is, uh, so you're a community activist, and I, I know you have uh, something coming up. I'd love to hear about, like, the kind of community work you do. Yeah, so, well, the Hip Hop Chess Club, of course, and then everything we do with that, we also try to, we would try to do community events every month, so um, we would try to incorporate some type of organization or some type of element with hip-hop with the kids and my main focus has always been youth with the community um and this weekend we're going to be doing a back to school drive and even though kids are virtual they still need supplies so um that's with united streets which is orlito i don't know if you know him but orly he basically has united streets which is us 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 and he hit me up and was like, hey, we're doing this. And I was like, of course, because I've been in the house bored. And I was like, I will help however. <laughs> so I've just been helping him promote. I'm going to force my teenagers to come and do it with me because I feel like they need to be doing stuff like that. And they're really pissed about it, but I really don't, I really don't care. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just things like that. Basically, um, you know, when I say community activist, I'm not like really you know, out in the streets like every day because I really feel like it starts at home and I really feel oh, like, yeah, yeah if you, I feel like it starts at home. It starts in your community, your everyday community. And, um, but I do do a lot of events, a lot of, um, like I said, weekly hip hop chess club or events that we throw. And yeah, this one this weekend is going to be pretty dope. Yeah, I, I like what you said there about how like, you know, community activist can be a subjective term um due to like some folks um such as yourself like might be doing more like behind the scenes like homebody work of like for example promotions and like internet engagement or you know connecting people um that kind of and that's just as important that makes you that makes you just as much of a community activist as somebody who's out in the streets and like might be right might be spearheading like physical uh, actions and stuff and 
you know, like, I mean, a good example is like, you know, those that are helping the fight for Black Lives Matter, right? You know, I like, I'm, I feel comfortable um, being out and marching and stuff, but some folks are worried for their safety, they're immunocompromised, like as it pertains to um, COVID, like, but that doesn't mean they're any less allies or activists and, you know, and so um, there's, there's not just one way to, to be an activist. And I like what you're, I like, you know, what, how you are still facilitating like so much of these, you know, engaging events, um, you know, just from the safety of your home. And that's totally cool. Yeah, I know. It's like, I, I feel like I'm, I self-isolate almost, but you know, I feel like it's, I spent um, so many years on the Milwaukee scene, not only giving it like my time, finances, energy, everything. Um, and I feel like it's more of, I need, I'm, I'm at a point where family comes first and then I'm more concerned about community. You know, music is like very last, but I love Milwaukee music. I still listen to a lot of it. I support a lot of it, but it's last. <laughs> I hear you. I totally hear you. Well, Raquel, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I had a wonderful time hanging out and getting to know you and the cool things you're doing. Um, I hope to involve myself in what you do at some point, like being present for it. You know, I, yeah, I think the hip hop test club is such a neat idea. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, you've, it sounds like, you know, you're, you're, you've been tenured enough in the Milwaukee music scene to like, you know, know how it works and call it out on its bullshit, but still believe in it. So yeah, basically. <laughs> so as we close out, um, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Yeah. My kids. <laughs> 15, 16 year olds, are you kidding me? <laughs> Keep me up all night long. <laughs> yeah. I was a 16 year old sneaking out of my parents' house. Yeah, no, my kids are surprisingly really, really, our kids are really good. They're good kids, like super good kids, but it's more or less like, I feel like keep their future keeps me up. Like, you know, their future, where things are headed. Like I said, like moving out of Milwaukee, we, we love Milwaukee. We love the city, but it's just the direction it's going. Um, not feeling safe, you know, having a black son, um, brown sons, you know what I mean? In this city. That's the type of stuff that keeps me up at night, you know? What puts you to sleep? What puts me to sleep? Ah, uh, peace. Just the peace of my life and where I'm at now, where, uh, the, I mean, it's been quite a journey <laughs> to get to where I am now, um, but just to love, our, you know, to love our life and to just be happy with where we are, you know? Um, just not, not so much content because this isn't like exactly where we want to be or we're good being but just that we're all happy that we have the peace and love of our family yeah that's beautiful i i think that this year really taught us not to take any of that for granted and to really like hold those close to us extra tight like visited my parents like two months ago and I was just so fucking emotional the whole time. I felt like I was holding in a cry just like, cause I'm so worried about, because this is, it's just been such a mortal year. Right. Like, you worry about 
ones that, you know, might not be as like resilient as right. you are. So that's real. Um, well, thank you again. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I had a great time talking to you. And uh, for everyone watching, uh, we'll be tagging links to Hip Hop Test Club, um, Rude Fresh Records. Uh, you know, we'll be uh, tagging all the cool things Raquel does. So thank you again for watching. We will see you next time. Cheers. Bye.